The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. The latest trends and hottest topics, love and sex, handled honestly and with passion. Here's Dr. Lori, CJAD 800. Welcome to Passion. Tonight on the program, Trouble Tuesdays. That means I spend the whole hour between now and 11 p.m. answering all your questions about love, sex, and relationships. You can text in your questions at 514-800. You can always call me at 514-790-0800. And people have chosen to email me as well during the week at lori at drlaurie.com, L-A-U-R-I-E, at D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E. Com. So I'll get to uh, one email that I received today. As I get older, 55, more and more I'm getting interested in my woman and orgasm and in brackets ejaculation. I used to think the best way to achieve that was by giving oral sex. Then I realized with my fiance who is 64, it's not working. Now we started using sex toys with her, but I'm not sure it's working. Is it an age thing or do really do women really have ejaculation? And is it possible by proper way of giving oral sex because it's still my favorite way? All right, so a couple of issues here. There's an age thing. So for sure a 64-year-old uh woman may not experience the same uh, pleasure, not to, not to say that she doesn't experience pleasure, but it may take more to get to the same place as in the younger years, because you do lose some of the nerve endings in the clitoris and uh, it can take, uh, it can take longer, just like it can take longer for a man to get an erection as well, or more direct stimulation. So she probably requires uh, more direct stimulation. It's possible that oral sex just isn't enough stimulation, isn't enough uh, pressure. Uh, you can't really compete with a sex toy. A tongue doesn't go that fast. And so using sex toys is actually helpful for women as they get older to provide that extra bit of stimulation needed to the clitoral area. So that's one thing you're talking about. <clears throat> the other thing you're asking is about uh, female ejaculation. Orgasm, ejaculation, they're they're, they can be very different. So women can have orgasm without ejaculation and some women can expel f- fluid from their urethra, which is tied into uh, an orgasm, but the, they don't have to, like not all women experience this, usually uh, related to G-spot stimulation. So a G-spot, uh, if you want to find the G-spot, it is uh, inside the vagina on the outer wall and it's reached with a finger uh, with a come here motion. So if you uh, stimulate that area, you will feel it, you will feel it grow uh, on your finger. You'll you'll feel a different sensation there, and this can sometimes uh, help uh, women reach that level of orgasm. But again, not every uh, woman likes that. Um, many women prefer uh, clitoral stimulation. That's what gets them going, and there are some women that, uh, through penetration or penetrative, uh, sex can achieve that. So, but that's only about 25% of women. So I would say stop worrying so much about making your partner ejaculate and think more about giving her pleasure. Talk 
openly about what it is she needs. Ask her what she likes, what she needs more of. If uh, oral sex isn't doing it for her anymore, just if it's doing it for you, if you really enjoy it and get aroused by it, then ask her if it's okay for you to do that. And you could do that with a sex toy at the same time. So there are many things you can do to change things up and get experimental. And as we age, sometimes we have to adapt to some of these changes and we, uh, we just do things differently and that's okay. And that's precisely why I wrote the book, the sex Bible for people over 50. So if you're interested, you can check that out, uh, and you'll have all kinds of, uh, tips and tricks and solutions to common problems that occur, uh, as we age. You can find information about that, about my book, either on Amazon or you can go on my website, uh, drlaurie.com, and you'll get a link there uh, to, uh, to the book as well. Uh, Dr. Laurie, I had consensual sex with my first boyfriend when I was 16. I can't remember why, maybe it hurt too much, but I faked an orgasm. I've had several partners since then and have been faking it ever since muscle contractions and all. I've tried being honest and guiding the guy to do what I do in solo play, but it just doesn't feel the same. I just can't get there. And then I fake it again. So the poor guy doesn't feel bad. How do I fix this? Stop faking it. If you continue to fake it with a partner, your partner will never know what it is that you like sexually. You've got to be patient with yourself. You've got to be patient with your partner. You've got to try to make sex pleasure-oriented rather than goal-oriented, which would be to get to that orgasm. And it sounds like you're in your head when you're with partners. So it's like, oh, I'm not going to come. Oh, I can't. It's not, it's not working. Oh, no, no. Well, the minute you start doing that, you're no longer in your body and you are in your brain, which will stop that from happening. You've, you need to, to think about what your body is experiencing. You need to be in the moment and what your body is experiencing rather than, uh, in your head and think about or reflect on what makes sex pleasurable for you rather than whether or not you had an orgasm and think about the journey rather than the destination and you will see that things will get better, but you've got to stop faking it because you're getting yourself into this cycle because now you're thinking about, okay, when should I start? When should I fake it? Okay. Now I got to think about pretending and doing these muscle contraction and making vocalizations and doing all that. Well, you're no longer in it for yourself. You're just, uh, you're just doing what a lot of women do when they fake it is to either make it uh, stop or to not hurt the guy's feelings or hurt his ego, but how does that help you in any way? And how does that help him? He won't be, uh, very happy. Uh, George writes, I'm a guy and I faked it a few times just to make the other person feel better. Uh, okay. I get, I get why people do that, but when you get into a pattern of this, uh, and then you complain that it's not working for you, <clears throat> well, is there any surprise? Because you're not going to get your needs met by just faking it because the other person is thinking, okay, great. This was great. It worked. It's exactly what they want. And so the next time they'll do the same thing over and over again. They'll just keep repeating it because you've been faking it. And to them, they don't know you faked it. 
So it's not the best idea, uh, not so easy uh, as it is, not so easy for a guy. Uh, no, it's not so easy to fake it for men, but men have faked it, Not maybe not as much as women. Uh, like a huge amount of women have faked orgasm at least once <clears throat> in their <clears throat> in their um, sexual life. Uh, and the reasons given are either to end it faster or because they don't want to hurt uh, somebody else's uh, feelings. But guys have faked it too. It's easier to fake when a person is wearing a condom because you can pull out and then uh, kind of go to the bathroom or hide the condom or whatever, unless she says, let me check the condom for holes. And then uh, then that wouldn't work for you because you'd be discovered because there'd be nothing in the condom. Uh, so there you have it. Relationships on the line. Connect with Dr. Lori now. 514-790-0800. Passion. News Talk Radio. CJAD 800. Trouble Tuesday tonight on the program where I answer your questions until 11 p.m. So if you've got questions, send them in. Don't wait till the very last minute of the show. 514-800 to text in your questions. If you want to call in, 514-790-0800 or email me, lori at drlori.com. I'm a straight man who really enjoys having something inside me while I come and would love it if I was fingered or even pegged. But my girlfriend is completely against any kind of anal stuff at all, having previously stated that you might as well be having sex with a man, in brackets, which is missing the point a bit. I'm hesitant to raise the subject with her in case of her worrying that I'd rather be with the man instead. Is there any advice you can give? Well, I hope she's listening, actually, to hear this, but there is absolutely nothing gay about enjoying anal stimulation. There are tons of nerve endings there that, when you stimulate them, can be extremely pleasurable for both men and women. So, yes, your girlfriend is totally missing the point. Uh, I think what I would try to do is educate her maybe on anal stimulation. There's lots of articles out there that you can find about the pleasures of anal play for straight individuals. So she get rid of that misconception uh, that she's holding on to. Um, and, and really we often make these judgments when we are misinformed or we're just lacking that kind of, uh, of knowledge or sexual health education. So make it your job to, uh, inform her and let just simply letting her know as well that, Hey, this is just something that, uh, is, can create pleasure for me. And, uh, it would be great if I, you would help me out in that way. So teach knowledge power all of that a couple of years ago my now ex jumped up and out and came back down bending my penis severely to the right it was very painful i cannot eat, achieve a full erection ever since there is an area at the base of my penis that is restricted and is always limp to the right at that point. There is also a mass in that spot about the size of an oblong dime. 
my doctor recommended to manually breaking down of that mass, like breaking it up with my fingers, or go with a series of multiple injections over a period of around six months to one year. Um, not my idea of fun. Giving myself a shot into this mass three times a week is just unimaginable. It is very difficult to have sexual relationships when your junk don't work. Any words of wisdom? So from this description, it sounds like you actually did break your penis. Now it's not a bone to break like a, a bone, but we do call it a fractured penis. So yes, a penis can break, even though we call it a boner, there is no... Uh, there is no bone in there, but it does happen exactly with the situation you described. And basically what a penile fracture, uh, is it's the rupture of the, uh, the fibers covering the, the spongy tissue in the penis. So the, the, the fibers covering around that, those spongy tissues in the penis, which you have two, uh, on each side of the penis. And it is usually caused by a, like a, a, a sudden, like blunt force to an erect penis, usually either during aggressive masturbation or some kind of rigorous intercourse or that kind of accident, basically. And usually what, when it happens, you actually, you can hear a pop. So you know that something has happened. You say that it happened a while ago. So, uh, you, you may have uh, developed scar tissue, which in my mind would explain uh, the lump, but certainly explains the erectile dysfunction. Usually surgery is needed to uh, correct this kind of thing. I, I, frankly, you say your doctor talked about manually breaking it up again or breaking it again. I, I, I've never heard of that, so I really don't know, but I'm not a medical doctor, so I would recommend that you see a urologist a specialist, uh, to see what can be done. Urologists deal with, uh, uh, with male, uh, male genitals as well as internal and external. Uh, so in the meantime, use other things that you have to pleasure your partner, use your mouth, your hands, use a sex toy, something so that you can continue to be sexual, but have it checked out. Like this is something that generally when, uh, you break a penis, when you, when you feel that and you would know, cause it's very painful, go to the emergency room right away. Because if you wait and wait, scar tissue forms, and then it's more difficult, uh, to heal that kind of thing. So very important to not, um, to, to really take, take charge and, and go see a doctor. It's amazing though, that how many people I've said this countless times on the show, especially men uh, who are so reluctant to go to the doctor when something is wrong with their penis, when they notice something, whether it's a, uh, some kind of skin, something on there that's different, or they're experiencing something completely different and they're pained by it and they suffer because of it, but they don't go see the doctor. Whereas women tend much more to go to the doctor when they, when something is wrong. So I, I still don't know why that is. Maybe guys can illuminate me on this. Why do guys don't want, why do you not want to go to the doctor? Is it a sh about showing your penis? Is it embarrassing? Like, what is it? I don't get it. A uh, couple of texts came in. You, you have said on your show, and I've heard that single people have more sex than married people. How can this be if someone is single? Do they mean single, but have a boyfriend? I don't get it. Um, 
Well, that could be. It, it, single might be the unmarried. So you, uh, when you fill out a form, <laughs> it says married, single, divorced, widowed. So if you have a boyfriend, you're not married, you're not divorced, you're not widowed, so you're single. So in studies, they often mean uh, single meaning unmarried. And you could have one boyfriend, multiple boyfriends, one boyfriend after another, etc., etc. So that's really what they are uh, referring to. Or people who are single who who engage in, uh, I don't want to say just casual sex, but not serious relationships or have multiple relationships one after the other or a serial monogamous, but they are still considered single. Uh, I think it would gross me out if there wasn't a vagina above the butt or below, depending on which way you're going. Um, I don't know. So you're talking about the butt play? Look, it's not for uh, everybody, the butt play. So some people enjoy it and other people are like, no, that's a no-go zone for me. And we have to respect everybody's boundaries, actually. Uh, I had a girlfriend that was a nurse and had somebody come in with a dog essentially attached to them where essentially the dog's, what? The dog's boner did get stuck inside because dogs actually do have a bone. What? No, that, I don't understand that. Are you talking about a situation of bestiality? That person would be arrested if they, even if they ended up in uh, the hospital. Um, so dogs, I suppose have a bone in theirs. I I don't know about animal penises. I only know about humans and humans do not have a bone, uh, just, uh, a lot of tissue, uh, but those tissues can fracture. So just saying 514-800, if you uh, have any questions or comments, feel free to add your input to any of the uh, questions that have come up tonight. Uh, it, it's always helpful for people to hear uh, other people's experiences, especially as it relates to what they are talking about or simply uh, your opinion. sex out loud and you're welcome to listen in passion on cjad 800 uh trouble tuesdays the night to answer your questions at 514-800 or you can call in at 514-790-0800 so this question i am currently dating a man who is around 450 pounds I really want to take the next step, but I've never had sex with a man that physically large and it intimidates me. What tips do you have or positions work best for a guy with a large belly? If anybody wants to add to this, by the way, and help this person out, uh, I welcome uh, your suggestions. Uh, First of all, I think this requires experimentation uh, to see what works best. So without knowing exactly how everybody's body is, etc. So this is where you explore positions where the belly doesn't get in the way, where there's easier access to the vagina. You may... um, you can try being on your side, for example, with your partner standing up or maybe on your back on the edge of the bed. One thing um, that's really helpful when you have their mobility issues, for example, or you need uh, 
you need more access to the pelvic area is to use pillows or supports. They actually make a specific wedges. Liberator Shapes makes them. They're these wedges that you can uh, uh, lie on, which lifts the hips, which is a, is a good idea. There's also um, people who use... Uh, sex slings or a, a sex swing so it's uh, like with that with uh, allows that um, easy kind of gravity uh, so that could work there's also a really good book out there called uh, big big love by hanny blank i've had her on the show before and it's a book for people um who are bigger and, and people who date those who are uh, bigger. And she goes through all kinds of uh, tricks and, and all kinds of tips and techniques and things like that. And some of the challenges around that. So check that out. It's called big, big love by Hanny H A N N E blank. Hi, Dr. Lori. I gave oral sex to my girlfriend while she had a yeast infection. Is this dangerous to my health? So, uh, you, not, the answer is a little bit, I, I'm not sure actually, um, you can't really pass it on, although you can get yeast in the mouth, but it's like, it's called thrush when you have yeast in the mouth, it usually happens to babies actually, or people with low immunity. So I don't think it's dangerous. If you notice any symptoms in the mouth, like, um, uh, lots of white spots or some pain in your mouth or it's usually associated with with uh, like white spots or cottage cheesy kind of things in your mouth then uh, you might you might want to just check with your doctor and, and get a, get treatments and there's easy treatments for that just oral treatments that you can uh, can have for that so it's not something I would necessarily worry about however with if you have intercourse with your partner who has a yeast infection you too can get a yeast infection so if she's treated for yeast you should be treated for yeast even though it may not show up in you uh, with symptoms you'd be passing it back and forth if you uh, didn't get treated at the same time so that's something that you can uh, can look into uh, this dog bone person wrote, that's funny. You're right. I never asked her if this person was arrested because it was the nastiest story I ever heard. Probably one of those urban legends. Read the dog bone. I would say it's an urban legend. I, she probably heard it from another nurse friend who heard it from another person and it was an urban legend. So check it out on Snopes, then get back to me. Um, all right. Somebody has a question about menopause, trying to call in Brian, make sure those lines are working. 514-790-0800, if you want to, uh, to call in and, uh, uh, we'll get, make sure Brian, uh, gets those lines running. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's a, let's see, let's see. I'm sure you're right. I doubt that that dog story is true. I was also heard about a light bulb. Uh, actually the light bulb one is true. Uh, I'll tell you that one for sure because I've seen the pictures. I, I attended a conference once, a sex conference, and there was a physician, an emergency room physician who did a presentation a slideshow of all the things he had pulled out of people's 
uh, rectums. And one of those things was, in fact, a light bulb. And the way to get it out, they had to go in with the the other part of that you screw in a light bulb they had because it had it was so delicate because if it ruptured then obviously it would cause cutting but all kinds of stuff were shoved up there and found and had to be surgically um removed so uh let's see uh i am new uh to prostate massage and i'm really into it is it possible to finish by only the massage of my prostate? And how do I know I'm hitting the right spot and what's the best way? So I don't know. You, you mean finishing, you mean having an orgasm through that? That's, um, that's possible. That's possible. So uh, the best way to reach to do a prostate massage, first of all, from the exterior, it's um, if you apply pressure to the perineum, the perineum is that space between your testicles and your anus. If you push up on that, uh, you can access some of the prostate. If you put your finger in the butthole and press down and then up with another finger on the perineum, you would be massaging the prostate right there. There are also sex toys for prostate massages uh, and things like that. So uh, you'd have to see kind of what works best, um, what works best for you. Uh, Brian is online. Hi, Brian. Good evening. Hi. Hi. Get to talk to you. <laughs> Get to talk to you. What's up? Okay. So I'm 55. Okay. My, wife, my wife's 52. Mm-hmm. We've been married 33 years. Still love her to death. Congrats. So, That's uh, great. Still loves me. Both the kids are gone. Everything's cool. After, after our second uh, child, my daughter, she's now 23, uh, who was born really premature at 26 weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And here St. Justin saved her life, thank God. Uh, anyway, um, uh, then after, right after that, uh, you know, with the being premature and that, my wife decided no more kids. I said, okay, good idea. And I had, I, I got, I had a vasectomy. Okay. Because, you know, I'm doing all the research myself, and, you know, most men are, hey, nobody's going to play with my parts. And blah, blah, blah. No, I, looked, I looked at at it as being uh, recovery time, and it saved my wife going through all that because I'm a nice guy. <laughs> okay, now the problem is now, uh, about uh, three years ago, she started the menopause. Okay. And I did a little bit of research, but I, you know, the hot and cold flashes and the mood swings and the whatever, I can understand all that. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the sex drive, uh, what can I do to bring her sex drive? Because she still enjoys sex. She still, we still both orgasm. We still have great, we've always had a great sex life. Good. And that's why we've been married 33 years. Right. Nothing kinky, just the regular oral and intercourse. Mm-hmm. That's about it. There's her, her, her rear end is an exit only zone, as she calls it. <laughs> So that's off the limit. But okay. just her sex drive is way down. But I mean, we do, you know, maybe once a month now. Okay, and, Brian, and, let me just yeah. let me let so that I don't run out of time. Let me just uh, talk about this for a minute. It's yeah. normal for sex drive to go down, but not interest. So it sounds like your wife is still interested in having sex with you and is still enjoys it and still gets pleasure from it. So that's really good news. Um, but it just means that her uh, drive is more responsive rather than spontaneous. So she may not get. Uh, excited spontaneously, but once she makes the choice or the decision to engage in sex, 
and you start to simulate her, she gets into it. And at that point is when her drive will kick in. So that's part of the problem as well. I mean, you know, I start to touch her or whatever. She's like, no, no, leave me alone. Yeah, but if she, if she lets you and, and it continues, you will begin to arouse her. And then it works, right? But it's rare. You know, well, because she ha- because you, away. Brian, you have to make she has to make the choice to do it, and we'd have to I find know. out what conditions she needs in order to feel uh, more relaxed or more comfortable uh, to get into it. Listen, read my book; it's all in there. There's a whole chapter on there, so it's the Sex Bible for people over fifty. It covers that entire range of uh, uh, of sexual uh, uh, stuff that's related to menopause. Thanks so much for calling in, Brian. Straight talk that's all-inclusive. Passion with Dr. Lori. News Talk Radio. CJAD 800. You still have a few minutes to get your questions answered. Uh, this texter at 514-800 writes, Why would someone want to give oral sex when the, when the woman has any kind of infection? Doesn't make sense. In response to the guy asking the question about if he can catch a yeast infection in the mouth. It's very possible that she didn't have any symptoms and only later developed the symptoms. Maybe. Uh, that's a possibility, but it's a good question. Like if somebody has an infection, any kind of infection, why like make sure the vagina is off limits until you heal that infection is probably a good plan. I agree. Uh, there was a recent episode on the good doctor where the guy had a light bulb stuck in his mouth. Yep. I saw that. I love that show. Uh, true. They got it out in a different way than what I, uh, saw in, in terms of a report. So it happens. So that is not an urban legend, by the way, that that has happened. Uh, All right. uh, Question. I have had plenty of sex with many partners, but have never actually felt an orgasm or ejaculated. I know I can as I've had wet dreams. However, I've never ejaculated through masturbation. Please help. So based on what you've said, and it's just a little bit of information, I would have to say that the problem is probably psychological in nature because like you said, you know, you can, it happens at night. Um, and I would ask you questions here. Like, what do you think prevents you? Like, what's your hypothesis on this? What thoughts take over your mind when you are masturbating or when you are with a partner? To me, this sounds like a much more complicated issue, but it can certainly have a lot to do with either negative thought patterns, a way of uh, self-punishment, for example. It could be related to shame around sexuality, but all these things need to be addressed with a professional, a mental health uh, professional, hopefully one that uh, specializes in sexuality where you can uh, kind of unpack all of these and, and figure it out. So usually there's an underlying, like this is symptomatic of something, but sometimes it's buried deep and we need to become aware of it to learn uh, how to let go or what is it that is uh, preventing us basically from uh, from that kind of pleasure or enjoyment. Here's an interesting question for you uh, or for us to hear. When my boyfriend and I uh, 
have sex, uh, wait, and I, and I have sex, once I have my first initial orgasm, it does not stop or end for sometimes several minutes after he has pulled out. I've read about a continuous orgasm. What and why? So women have all kinds of orgasmic capacities. Some can last a few seconds, some are felt intensely, some are more subtle, some are felt only in the genitals, some are felt throughout the whole body, some can last for a long time, even without physical stimulation. So we all have different capacities when it comes to uh, to orgasm and not always the same, like it can be different at different times for, for different women. There's a different condition though that's called, uh, maybe you've heard about it, called persistent sexual arousal syndrome. And basically, this is a condition that um, is described by uh, excessive and unremitting arousal. It doesn't let up. But this usually causes women a lot of distress and a lot of discomfort. You think, oh, great, I can have an orgasm that lasts all day long. Not. It actually turns out to be very, a very, very unpleasant experience. So in your situation, unless you are feeling distressed by the length of your orgasms, it's really not something I would worry about at all. Uh, Okay, one last question. I have time for one last question. I'm 18 years old, and I have a curved penis that goes downwards. I don't know how to cure it. Uh, So more questions. Again, uh, very little information. Is it painful? Does it interfere with, uh, with your functioning, with your sexual functioning? Does it interfere with your urinary functioning? If the answer is no, then there's really no cure. For it. It's not that you need a cure, but it's not, uh, you don't need it. Um, accepting like the, the way your body is like most men have penises that go one way or the other way. They can curve down up to the side or what have you without causing any problem at all. But some people have kind of a negative self image or body image about their, uh, genitals. And unfortunately, It's not helped so much by porn and the media who features like perfect images of beauty standards uh, that are often not realistic. And and that includes genital uh, beauty. So again, the reality is there are lots of men who have a slight curve to to the penis. You may want to just learn to accept yourself, work with what you got, um, maybe adjust some of your positions during sex so that your partner is more comfortable or where you can make entry more, uh, more pleasurable or more comfortable for you and make sure you communicate about this. But otherwise, no cure needed if it doesn't cause pain or trouble with your erections or with sex. That's it for this Trouble Tuesday. I continue to answer your questions at the beginning of every show, so do send them in, laurie at drlaurie.com, and they'll be at the top of the pile for the next day. L-A-U-R-I-E at D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E. Thank you so much for spending this time with me, and thanks to Brian Callisar, our technical producer. You can connect with me on social media as well, at Dr. Lori Betito, B-E-T-I-T-O is how you spell my last name. Coming up next on CJD, the CTV National News. 
Have a wonderful rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion. Oh,